Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast, HQ WMS Bitch. Yo! <laughs> you are back, baby. Yes, sir. It's your man, Mr. Uh, Chris Ben Bass, and also your man, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking up all around. God damn. It's Cooper and your man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass. Yes, sir. Back once again. As you can tell, like always, we are in Snap City. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. And um, this week, we're going to bring to y'all a little bit of an old school album review yes, sir. in the form of Mr. DMX is Dark and Heavy's Hot. Uh huh. And this joint, honestly, I, well, before we get into the album itself, um, I actually, obviously I knew who DMX was, mm-hmm. but I had, honest to God, had only really heard, like, this, this great, like, the hits and the singles and shit like that. Gotcha. I never really had listened to any DMX album in society. Um, but this just surprised me in, in a really good way, to be honest. Okay. And like I was telling, like I was telling Cooper earlier, um, I have a whole nother level of just respect and admiration for DMX after listening to this album. And that's before all we I get, for. Before we get into you know. <laughs> Now, this album was released back in May 12th of 1998. And, um, don't know how old you were at that point, sir, Shit. but I was a, it was the end of my freshman year of high school. God, I was... Damn, <laughs> damn. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, but this joint is actually a pretty hot album. I guess let's just go ahead and jump into it, alright? Alright, so the first track is, of course, just called the intro. And I guess some people call it, that's my man's in there. Cause that's the, that's like the, the theme of the beginning of this joint. <laughs> um, but it's actually a beast because it's one of the few intros that's actually like a full Blown yeah. song that is actually vicious. Yo, dog. Let me just say this, dog. This is if you want a song to start your workout to, this is the one, dog. Don't yes. look, at, don't look for another one. This is the one. The yes. beat is so hard on this joint. The little trumpet. The Hell trumpet. yeah. It's Yo. it's it's. I mean, it's like the epitome of a '90s first Hell. best track on an album. Hell. Where it's just like it just grabs you, it throws your fucking face into the dirt, and just drags you down the road, and you enjoy every little bit of the ride. Yeah, this is this is one thousand percent how I expect the BMX album to start. Yes, one thousand percent. If you start any other way, I would have been disappointed. But I, I was, God, that was oh, it grabs you. Doesn't oh, for sure. This song comes out with like the heaviest energy yeah, ever. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like, that continues throughout the entirety of this album, because, like, DMX brings it, like, everything is on 10. Even the smaller, like, the sh- the, the slower songs that are on right. here, yeah. they're yeah. all at 10 with the energy that he provides, yeah. like, for the track, so. But I guess, let's go ahead and go into number two. Probably the most known drink off of this drink, the Rough Riders Anthem. Drop. No, for the longest time. Because I guess I first heard this song when I was young. Mm-hmm. I really had no idea what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> I didn't know that nigga was talking about running up on niggas' blocks and telling open and no shop. That's his whole <laughs> shtick, yeah. my nigga. Everything is about robbing niggas and jooksing the fuck out yeah. of niggas. Like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. Uh, but I mean, that's what makes DMX DMX. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but this is still a banger. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. For Classic. Me, I feel like it's not as good, it doesn't feel as good to listen to this song as it did back in the day. I can say that. 
it's still a good song and you can vibe you know, off of it. But no, it's like, but you know why? Uh, it's, it's just over fucking play. Like, yeah. Like, when niggas think DMX, this is the fucking this song, song that they, they always think about. I, right. Absolutely. That's why. So, I feel like, you know, if, if you actually listen to the album, I guess, you probably skip it. I'm sure you skip it. Oh, yeah. Well, I listen to a little bit of it, but I'd be tired of it by, like, halfway through the song. So, I'll just, yeah, hit the next one. But I mean, it's, it's a song that I can definitely listen to. But again, like you said, it's just something that I've heard so like, many times. Like you might, you might not mind hearing this at a pickup. Yeah, but you definitely won't. You might skip it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, number three is fucking with D. Um, and again, the beat on this joint is like hell. Dog, how that nigga starts it was so yeah, right. Fucking with D. Exactly. Hey, no, that goes so hard. And it really sounds like he don't give a fuck. Yes. And he is about every single word that he says. He's about every, like, it sounds like he's about every fucking word that he's talking about. Honestly, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Oh, yeah. It it definitely keeps up the energy. Like, it hasn't, the album has not lost a step at all. This whole, like, the first three songs, this one definitely continues the pace up. Just aggressive, gritty, and I, I think he he showcases his ability to really flow. Yeah, he switches up. Yeah, I think that nigga definitely switched it up. All right. So, what do you think about the skits on this song? This song kind of got a lot of skits on it, and the next one is a skit. It's called Storm Skit. Yeah, um, something to it. To the younger dude. Yeah. He's like, yo, why? It's got a rock. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's, there's some interesting joints on here because they kind of, sometimes they just go left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like the, uh, what was the little Mickey joint? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't really get that joint, but that joint was kind of funny. Alright, number five is, uh, looking, look through my eyes. Yeah. And, uh, what do you got to say about that? No, that joint is tough, uh, um, yeah, nah, this one is hard, dog. This one is hard. Um, I, I feel like this is definitely where, uh, where X starts to talk. Like, this is kind of like you see the other side of X as to why he's wilds out. Yeah. This is, uh, especially like at the end of the drum when he says, uh, the man who was never a boy or something like that, pretty much saying that he always had the, pretty much that he had the wild out. Yeah. And I think that's a, he, he says something that I feel like he says pretty much throughout the album a lot, that pretty much he's, he kind of has to do with this one. Yeah. yeah. There's no other way he can survive right doing that. Right. And it's also talking, you get a lot of sense from it. It's like, it's big, the dangers of fucking with a lot of people. Yeah. Really ain't fucking with you. Right, yeah. Or don't have your best interest. Right, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty good song. And it's oh, the yeah. first slow joint on the album. Yep. Um, and like, one of the, again, like one of the things I have to say is like, you know, whether, I mean, I said it before earlier, but like, no matter what speed the song is on this yeah, joint, like, yeah. the energy is at 10. Hell um, yeah. And you feel it. That's the thing about DMX, though. It's not not just the fact that nigga rap, but you feel everything that the nigga's saying. Exactly. Right, like you said, rather it's a fast-paced joint, like the last three songs, or kind of like a slower joint. I think that's one of the reasons why DMX took off and was just so big, is because people really, really felt what he was talking about, and a lot of people lived that life. So if you actually have somebody who's talking about the actual life that you live, or you're talking on a subject of, you know, talking about something that most people don't, Know about or they're right. not interested. They're not 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 interested. To, not introduced to. Right. You know, like that opens a lot of people's eyes, and then it's like, wow, that's a whole other thing of the story. And, and that's that's one thing that um I really came to the conclusion listening to this album was that I feel like DMX is 
an underrated fucking storyteller. Yeah. Like, yeah. because, dog, I feel like it's so, it's, he can pick shit so, so clearly, dog. Like, yeah. that shit, that's just hard, yeah, dog. So. I, I agree with you 100%. Cause I feel like people don't really bring up DMX when they talk about, like, storytellers and rap. I feel like he's just, um, like, they don't really think about it that way, cause you see the songs that he came out yeah. with. And not a lot of the mainstream songs that's that he true. did were, like, really story based. That is true. That is true. But I mean, the type of rapper that he is, he has a lot of stories to tell. Hell yeah. There are a lot of stories on his albums. Yeah. Number six, uh, that featuring Sheik Looch. Yeah. Uh, the beat on this joint is always gonna oh, be yeah. sick. Hell yeah. And the only, the only thing I've ever had to say about this song in like any type of critique way uh-huh. is that motherfucking bark sounds awful like, uh, that <laughs> hurt. Yeah, hurt. <laughs> nah, I love that shit, though. <laughs> So you don't like the X Black? No, 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 no. I think it's tight, but it's like I've always just said, like, mm, as big as this nigga is, this <laughs> dog sounds kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, though. <laughs> hey, yo, no bullshit, though. I think, uh, I think she did a good job on the hook. Though. I fuck with this. I fuck with the hook on this. Oh show. yeah, definitely. The beat is tough. Um, and the shit at the end, where they was talking about fucking up the dude. I'm assuming they were in jail, mm. and they were. Oh, isn't that the? Isn't that the? Uh, I thought it was like a skit or something. No, nah, I mean, it's, the, it's at the end of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that joint, uh, it's funny because yeah. you hear that nigga screaming, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Again, some 90s ass shit yo, that you will not hear yeah, about today. Dog, that's so crazy, dog, that like, I guess when we answer the, the, the question later on, we'll get more into it. Yeah. But it, it never ceases to amaze me, dog. Albums from what would you say like ninety six and up or was it before that? They had I, so like night so like I would probably early. say like about ninety five ish, like ninety five like really, really came hard with it. Like a few skits on the Jones, but not heavy, heavy with the skits. Uh probably like, you know, Biggie was big on skits. He had quite a few skits with his own, but they weren't like all that long and they weren't all that numerous. Uh most New York niggas had a lot of skits on their Jones back in the day. Uh, some of the Cali niggas do too, so I mean, it just kind of. De- I think it kind of depends on the person who actually is the the artist right. and what their creative process is determines the skit. Now a lot of these skits were just some good ass shit <laughs> that went down in the in the middle of some shit. So I mean, I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Like sometimes, you know, it's funny. I I feel like some dipset joints was like you just hear like. Like a nigga having sex with a girl, yeah, and then it'll be like the nigga like pushes her off because she says some shit, yeah, and then he's like, "Bitch, put that shit on," and it's like it's like the intro to the song. <laughs> I mean, there was the John on Biggie's joint where he was fucking Lil Kim, and then there was John on Big Pun's joint where he was fucking the two bitches who started fighting over trying oh, to yeah, hide yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just like that's a very nineties thing to do is to have uh, a fucking interlude. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's all it is. <laughs> Um, number seven, Let Me Fly. Um, I feel like the chorus of this joint is real as fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. But also, I feel like the whole song is real as yeah. fuck. Even the beginning, the little intro that he gives. I mean, it's tough, though. I fuck with this joint. It's almost like a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a prayer or if it's just like... I feel like I've, I've definitely heard somebody say that before. But yeah, I think it's like a little, a little saying. But nah, this joint, this joint is hard. Uh, definitely, like, yeah, let me fly. Yeah, let me fly. And he does a great job of like getting wild at points on this joint, but then dialing it back so like it doesn't overpower the slow. Yeah, that 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 is true. That um, is true. So I I always thought that this joint was pretty well done. Again, this is another fucking uh story. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, just sit back and let 
Let X take you through. Yeah, and, and again, this is another one of like the slower drugs, I guess, if you could say. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Now, the funny thing is, is that I heard, like, back in the day, there was, like, an old Christian joint that was just like this joint. It was like, one, two, three, the devil's after me. Four, five, six, he's always throwing sticks. Seven, eight, nine, he misses every time. So it's like, it follows that, like, oh, kind of okay, thing. Okay. It's not only, like, the horror movie joint, but it's, like, that Christian-type joint, too. So it's like, you can take it either way. Because right, when, I, when I first heard it, I didn't remember it so much as like a movie thing I remembered it more so as that song and that's where I got it from and then I remember it, and then I saw whatever movie or, you know heard about whatever movie that it's based the more kind of based on so it's just like it's kind of like weird I feel like it's kind of layered in that way honestly I never heard it the Christian oh yeah it's an old but um but yeah no this genre is like it's like mad layered like there's definitely a lot of gangster elements to this genre but there's also very much a lot of religious elements to this genre and like it's, I, I feel like a DMX album has always been what Charlemagne always talks about. It's just the balance of righteousness and ratchetness. Like, oh, yeah, that is a DMX true. album at its best. Yeah. Yeah, that if she's older than 12 or some shit like that. 15, 15 there you go. Since, uh, running through your wife, there's a lot of shit on this album that would not fly. There's a lot of maggots with Fs that are yep, thrown around yep. quite casually. Yo, you know, you know what's <laughs> funny, right? Like, I guess we could we could talk about this on another episode in depth. But it's funny how, like, I guess that word was was more or less kind of like, like thrown around. Well, honestly, I guess you could say like in certain areas in, in, in like. Um, and like urban culture, I guess. Yeah. Like, niggas kind of still be saying it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they'll call like, like, a gay dude that word, and it's just, it's just what flies. But you know what? I'm talking about shit with Elvis that, like, that, like, like, niggas in the hood ain't really PC, you know what Not I mean? At like, all. And, and because I feel like they really don't have the time to be PC. They don't, they don't have, the, they don't have the money to yeah. be PC. Like, you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like, let me get my point the fuck across and do what the fuck I need to do. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I got you on that. But no, this joint is pretty vicious. Um, one thing is that it's real fucking dark sounding on the beat. Mm. The beat is incredibly, like, creep sounding. Like, it really is. And yeah. that has to do with, there's a lot of the songs that follow this song on here slide into like the darker sounding realm of the hip hop beats on this album. Right. And it's weird because you can hear like church bells in the background and it sounds, still sounds dark as fuck. Right. And I'm gonna say that it, uh, keep on going into the world of creepy. You go to number nine, which is Damien. That is another one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, this song probably was one of the most popular songs for this song when I was in like 10th grade. People right. was going around rhyming and stuff constantly. Because it was like, it's like a lesson to be learned. It's just like, you have to watch who the fuck you're fucking with. Like, you have to, you know, make sure that people that you are fucking with have your best interest in, 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 in mind. And you always, it's like a, it's like a lesson to like, watch motherfuckers and to like, peep motherfuckers and always, like, even no matter how much you like somebody, you always gotta have that eye on them. They, they may be on to something else. They may be right. on to something else. Blah, blah, blah. 
So, like, uh, paranoia factor of, of niggas in the hood. Well, on a thousand on this joint. Well, not really on a thousand on this joint, but it should be. Right, right, right. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, just watch out who the fuck you fucking with. Because right. people, like, for the most part, they don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. they're here to get what the fuck they want to get, and then they're going to call you out on what you owe them or what they think that you owe them. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of like a warning zone. Like, just, oh, yeah, fuck nah, definitely, definitely. Um, and, and I also feel like this is like the... Well, maybe not the first time, but uh, I kind of got like a, a Kendrick. Uh, I feel like Kendrick might, might have gotten some kind of uh, inspiration from, from DMX here with the little voice change thing and raps about uh, Damien. Yeah, he raps with a different voice with yeah. Damien. So, and I feel like the whole like him just like having like a whole other voice he's talking to. I feel like I, I've I've heard well, Kendrick. Yeah, well, I mean, again, that was kind of a '90s thing too. Biggie did it on his jump when he was uh on warning and he was talking mm-hmm. to the nigga that he was talking to on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's had it in my head by the phone. Uh, I can't remember who it is now. But there was other people back Oh, Eminem was one of them where he was yeah, talking to himself that. and talking a different voice. But, but, you know. uh, but nah, Damien is a vicious ass song. Uh, definitely, if you've never heard it, I definitely suggest that you check it out. And then probably one of my absolute favorites on this joint is number 10, I Was Going Down. Man, the sample beat on this joint, the person singing the chorus on this joint is dope. The whole song, the delivery of it, the lyric on it, everything about this song, great storytelling, like this song yeah. is fucking amazing. That's another example that DMX can deliver a performance on 10 on a beat that is about 5. You think the beat is about five? Not like not like five is in quality, but five is in pacing. Like it's okay, like, okay, it's, okay, like, okay. it's a slow beat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's a great beat. Yeah, but it's just it's a slower beat. Right, like, right. He yeah, keeps yeah. that same energy that he would be rapping on just about everything else on this joint on that slower beat, and like he gives you, he'll be like, um, he'll get you the emotional joints. Well, he'll he'll get loud real quick, and then he'll drop it right back uh, into the story. And it's it's just all about him and talking about this female, and it's like. It's like the obligatory track for, you know, every rapper has to have a song where they have dedicated towards the female, even if it's that one track. Remember we were talking about on Big Pun's album, where that was like the Punish Me, the Punish, Punish Me. That was the only joint like it on there, like for the women, and the rest of it was just like straight gutters. Exactly. So, like... Ain't no simping on DMX. Ain't no simping. So, (laughs) it's just kind of funny how, like, what the funny thing is, because you know how, like, Google says, what type of play what type of games do you play? How you do that? So funny. Is he with me or what? Yeah, I'm trying to get me. What did he say? Bitch, I'm trying to get me a nut. Oh, you want to get me a butt. But, but the Drake joint doesn't say that part. It just says the, the type of what type of games are being played. How's he? Like, pretty much just like the simple sounding oh, part. Yeah. And I don't know. That was just funny to me how, like, how Drake kind of, like, flipped it, I guess. Made it kind of simple. That's for another episode. <laughs> I mean, what else do we expect? Honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I fuck with this joint hard. Um, definitely another storytelling joint for yeah. sure. Um, I, like I said, I feel like DMX is without a doubt just an underrated storyteller. Oh yeah, for um, sure. And he could definitely make a variety of different kind of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, he he kind of, I guess, in the sense of uh, his range and variety of different songs, maybe Biggie. You know what I mean? Like in him being able to do the slow joints, kind of, and the and obviously the aggressive joints. Yeah. So yeah, not every rapper has always been good at being nah. able to do slower songs. 
Hell nah. and, and honestly, being real good at both exactly. of them, which is what Biggie was. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of rappers back in the day they have like one or two slow songs, like you know, right, right, right. Right. I mean, if you can get, if you can, if you can have the ability to you know, deliver that performance on that slow joint, and who would have thought, you know, DMX? This is like the fourth or fifth joint, and this is only ten songs in. Yeah, and this is from DMX. Exactly. You know, so who would have thought? This is pretty cool. Never know what you're gonna do. Right. Number 11 is the Mickey skit that we were talking about earlier. Uh, number 12 is Crime Story. Yeah, this is another one of my favorite joints on this joint. The beat is so vicious with the little uh, bass in it. That joint is so hard. Uh, uh, it's another another example of being nice telling fucking a good story. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and it was well paced and well delivered over the beat, uh, and it's a wild, crazy, over the top story too. Yeah. yeah, DMX has like, a, like the ability to tell you not only a story, but a story that's wild as fuck. You're like, hell yeah, shit ain't happening. But by the time you listen to him tell it, like, yeah, it could have happened. It could have happened. Like, I, I, it's like an thought when the next song starts. Like, you know what? This shit might happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. DMX. Yeah. Now, honestly, though, um, one of the things that really stuck out to me on this song, and then when I went back to listen to the album. Uh, I mean, like I heard it throughout most of the album, which really surprised, which really surprised me. And this is one of the things that made me have like a whole new level of admiration for DMX. Yeah. Is his ability to go from rapping kind of like offbeat kind of to right back and not miss a beat. Uh, yeah, right, like, like you know how he does a little thing where he's like, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. but then he'll kind of go right back to and just rocking it and riding the beat yeah. so hard. Though. And I feel like he, here's a real good example of on this song. And, um, yeah, no, this one is hard, though. It's definitely just a smooth song, and it's just, it's just, again, another example of X's, uh, good storytelling, for sure. Definitely one of my favorite songs, though. And, uh, one we were talking about earlier, number Stop 13, being greedy. Stop Being Greedy. Uh, and I want to say, again, it's, 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 it's like a darker sounding song. Yeah. It almost gritty. sounds like a song with them fucking bells. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's wild as fuck the way that this yeah. sounds. Now, this definitely, you know, it kind of sounds like, you know, this is, I feel like this is definitely an album you listen to in the wintertime. Like, it just feels like you have to have, like, layers of hoodies and jackets on, <laughs> your AC not working, you go to, to your fucked up job, and you're just like, man, this is it, dog. <laughs> this is this. Take this shit no more. Yep, this, I know, this, I'm going to listen to this whole thing. Again, this is, like, great lyrically, and it's yeah. good. Like, high you know, high energy, high pace. Yeah, and DMX is just basically like, look, I'm going to take the fuck I need to take and order right, the, fuck yeah. the fuck I need. So. Stop being greedy, bitch ass niggas. Exactly. Uh, number 14 is ATF. That's another quick story. It was a quick story, quick song, uh, basically about the ATF. Yeah. Figured out. yeah, literally, and him running with his man. away with it, yeah. Like, I mean, that's all it is. Um, so, I respect <laughs> yeah. it. it yeah, cool. hey. <laughs> I'm with you. Anyway. Well, it's mean, a short it was, little joint, too. Right to the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, number 15, for my dogs, featuring Dragon, Big Stan, and Luce Casino. Don't know who Big Stan or Luce Casino is. Off the top. Don't remember either one of those names. Yeah. I remember Dragon. Yeah, me too. Uh, and this again is another slower track. Still quite dark sounding. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good song overall, and, but I don't really feel like that the featured artists really like hyped it up in any significant way. So, I like I like the first two verses, the Dragon verse, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess whoever the second guy was, uh, Loose, I guess. Whoever. Oh, yeah. But uh, I like the second. 
like I like the second verse, um, but other than that, I wasn't I, like like you said. It was kind. It just kind of felt like a, it almost felt like a like like a posse song almost. Where, yeah, like, you just had everybody kind of rap. It's like, alright, this is for the B-list, nigga. Come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, the don't really say, the don't really say, this is my dog. The hook is, no, the hook is kind of what Patrick is. It's what saves a lot of this. Yes. But, um, number 16, Can I Feel It? Now, this don't say, I can feel it. I can feel it. Phil Collins, yeah. I can feel it, drumming in the air tonight. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, no. My niggas. Yes, I can swap that nigga right there. That's what my nigga is. <laughs> um, this joint is actually dope as fuck, too. Like, I was never really a, uh, a fan of the Phil Collins joint, but I love the way that it fits in with this song. Yeah. Uh, the chorus is well used. Whoever's singing it sounds good, too, you know. Uh, and the beat, like, they sampled the actual beat of that song, which was mad slow. We gotta remember that uh that when Puffy sampled the jump for after Big Pack. No, that's the police. But uh that was a huge song in the eighties, the seventies, eighty something. So like it's it's definitely good. Definitely good. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on how you do Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean shit, there's a um I've probably I'm pretty sure I've said this on the show before, but on um on Extinction Level Event, Buster Rhymes album for like the like, He's got a song that he samples from uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and he actually has Ozzy Osbourne on the joint singing the chorus uh, along with the background. Okay, so that was uh, "Can I Feel It?" The full I can feel it. He was saying, "Can I feel it?" I can't. That's it. Can I feel it? This old time he was saying, "Can I feel it?" Just can't read their own handwriting. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so <And> we're back. <laughs> we are. Uh, number seventeen. Uh, prayer prayer. Skit. Now, usually at the end of every DMX album, ends the album with a prayer. And this is like an all-encompassing prayer. It's like a little bit prayer, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like, those were the joints that a lot of people fell in love with back in the day. I think the joint is hard. Like, like I, I, I almost, I, I feel like this is definitely probably something he wrote because it was like, it's more like. It sounds more so written by a rapper than like a regular quote to me. I agree. Um, but I fuck with this one too. I think this one was hard. Um, it, it was hard. And honestly, I feel like it, it definitely led well into the other song, the next song. Yeah. Sure. Intentionally or unintentionally. Because like you said, we don't know if the next two were uh, bonus tracks or not. Yeah. Like, I think that they're bonus tracks because I just can't read them. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Alright, number 18, The Convo. Uh, again, another slower track, but like done very, very well. Yep. Great story told by DMX over the simple bass of the LP. Uh, what you think? Of that? I liked it. Um, it was kind of like a little back and forth with the guy who the combo. Yeah. Um, it, it's tough. Um, I like it. it was, like I said, I, I feel like it was a good little uh, transition, if you will, from prayer to combo. Yeah. Because it kind of. I feel like, well, I guess this is, I thought it was called the prayer and then the convo. That would, that would have made more sense for it to be kind of like, yeah, connected. You know, connected. Like that. Yeah. But, um, regardless, I feel like it was a good song. I liked it a lot. You know, it was strong, strong stuff. And the final song on the album, number 19, Niggas Done Started Something, Trim Locks and Mix. 
Now, the song is good. I can't really say anything about the song. That's bad. The only thing that I think is that I don't think it was a very good song to end the album. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit lackluster right. for that final track because it just doesn't stick in your head. Right. Like the first track sticks in your head as like, oh shit, this jump started legit. It's not like the album starts bad. I mean, or ends bad. It just, to me, it kind of ends blah. kind of falls flat. I think mainly because, like, again, to me, right, to be completely honest, this song just kind of sounds like the song that they threw at the end. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I, I personally love this song. Like, I think Mace killed it on this joint. I think she, I think everybody killed it, to yeah. be honest. No, I mean, like I said, it's a good song. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like you said, it, it, it kind of just seems out of place almost. This, this almost seems like a mixtape kind of song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could definitely hear this like on some, somebody's mixtape or something. But, oh, for um, sure. but, uh, like you said, song is tough. Everybody's verses is crazy, which is pretty much what it is. Just a bunch of just, just bars after bars. Um, but yeah, nah, uh, like you said, it does seem a little out of place. Again, this this might have been a bonus track, so you know. Yeah. All right, so do you think this album holds up over the span of time? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this. I feel like this album, due to you know obviously skits and uh, beat selection, um, it, it shows its age, right? But I feel like if you're if you definitely um are a hip hop fan just in general and, if, and even if even if you you know heard the DMX uh singles I feel like you're gonna like this album cause uh it, it's, it's it's just hard dog. Yeah. like you feel it like that's something that I feel like is undeniable when, when like you can feel something you know what I mean like it's it's not a based of like opinion I mean I'm sure you know you gotta like it or not like it but when you feel it it's more of like it kinda draws you in at the least you yeah. know what I mean and, and, he, and he kills it so I think that it, so you think it does? I think it does. I think it does. I think it does too. I think there's only parts of it that don't. Yeah. I, um, the parts of it that don't are the stuff that are getting a lot of people in trouble, like letting all the Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is and true. talking about raping a girl who's 15. Yeah. And, I mean, Dina just said it. a whole bunch of wild shit in this album. And, like, that's the type of shit that really wouldn't fly nowadays. Um, but, I mean, that's about it. That's the only really dated thing about this album. Yeah. Even the beats, and I've, I've said sometimes that Swiss beats sometimes make some stuff sound like really, really dated, especially with his old beat styles. Um, but well, I mean, not like, Swiss, Swiss beats beats? Yeah. Uh, not, not all of them were Swiss uh, beats. That's what I noticed. Like, the first, the first one was produced by Earth Bat. Oh, uh, okay. That was, like, one of really? the first things I noticed, yeah. So, like, this album is kind of like a combination of all of it. It wasn't just straight Swiss. There, there are Swiss drums in there, but... Right. Uh, but I think that's one of the main reasons why it does last. It's because it doesn't have the really dated beats. Like, yeah. it's something that could have come out, like, three or four years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I think I think you're right. I think it does stand up to the test of time. Um, and, I mean, lyrically, if anything, that's oh, yeah. the one thing that stands the test of time. Absolutely. You can't, that, that, and again, when it comes to rapping, that's one thing you can't deny. Is exactly. You, you have to have that lyricism. Yep. Uh, so what do you think you would give it out of 10? Honestly, I'm going to give this album a, a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, I feel like, to be 100% honest, right, there, there hasn't been too many albums that uh, I've gone back to uh, that we've reviewed that I hadn't previously listened to before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's been a couple, but not, not too many. Yeah. This is definitely one that's been, like, heavy in my rotation for the last couple of weeks since we've, you know, 
this one. And it's definitely going to be in my car in the wintertime, like I said. <laughs> with my hoodie on. With my, with my thermals on. There definitely. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Uh, I think, like I said, DMX uh, really, to me, he really, I feel like this album really uh, solidified him as, as just a really, really great rapper. Up there, I think he's up there. Too. There you go. I like the hair. I love the hair. Absolutely. Now me, I'm gonna go ahead and give this album. A, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Also, uh, there's very like I've already stated the things that I don't like about it. Um, right. So and that's the only reason why I, I take a point off of it is just for the minor minor reasons. But it's still an excellent album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, has been since the day I heard it. Uh, it's this been one of those albums that like I continuously go back to, and you can just ride the whole way, all dog. the fucking way. And it's not like there's like you know like uh, uh, like again aside from like the last song which seems kind of out of place, but even then the energy is still there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I feel like you, like no song really seems out of place, which is one of the reasons why you can just like just ride and exactly. just box the whole joint. And uh, so that is our review for it's dark and hell. Yes, sir. By Mr. DMX. Now, uh, sir, do you have an album that you'd like to suggest to the beautiful people? Uh, yes, I do. I actually have this album that came out in 2016 okay. from an artist named uh, Neo. Mm-hmm. Uh, pardon me for pronouncing that wrong. And it's not Neo. No, it's not Neo. It's N A O. I know I probably sound like I'm saying Neo. Yeah, I think so. Or Neo, like, like the British accent name. I was like, damn, are you really just, just, uh, mispronouncing Neo? No. But, um, but the album's called For All We Know. Um, I honestly don't remember how I found out about her. I think somebody just randomly tweeted about her. Okay. And, uh, I looked her shit up. I heard a song that I really liked and I looked her shit up. And, uh, I really liked this album. Like, it's definitely, the only thing that I will say, right, is her, her voice gets a little, like, it's a little strange, but I feel like it works with the type of music that she's making. Okay. It's definitely, definitely a good album, a good R&B album. I don't know what a strange voice, as long as just some skill behind it, you know what I'm Absolutely. Alright. Now, I'm gonna take it back to, I think it's 98, uh, to New York City, mm-hmm. where okay. a young, snaggletooth rapper, okay. that was wearing, uh, throwbacks, snapbacks, made the scene, Followed by Mr. DJ Crew, 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 as a star, star, star. <laughs> it's the F A B O L O U S. It's fabulous. The album is ghetto fabulous, and I mean that that album was one that surprised the fuck out of me because I, you know, I heard Fabulous's uh, first radio track when he first came out, and I was like, okay, that goes pretty tight. Right. When you listen to that album, the whole album rocks, like minus the annoyingness of DJ Clue and the repeating of that shit. Like the album is like to me is Oh he's on the album, DJ Clue? Yeah, he's like he's like especially on the on the intro track. Oh okay. uh but like uh the album I won't I won't say that it's flawless, but I'll say that it's damn near. Like the album is good as fuck. Uh and it had a plethora of six singles on it. I think it had like four or maybe five singles off of it. Right. Uh and I mean even the joints that aren't singles could be singles. Like they're right, they're right, good right. songs and they could they're boppy enough to be singles. So right. I would say definitely check out that album. Right. If you've never checked out an album before by Fabulous, definitely check out Ghetto Fabulous. Anything else you'd like to tell the beautiful people out there? Uh, no, man. Just that it's November 1st in DC and yeah. it is 75 years of sex. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Alright, y'all. We will come back with another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all know where y'all can find us. Find us on Google+.
Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. iHeartBaby. You can find us on Facebook at Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it's all spelled out. And also, want to put a quick shout out to Capital Tattoo here in Silver Spring, Maryland, right by the DC line. My boy Mark does fabulous work up there. So if you're looking to get your first tattoo, get another tattoo, or get a tattoo covered up, go see my man Mark at um at Capital Tattoo. You can hit him up on Twitter. I believe it's Marked Up Tattoos, M-A-R-K-U-P Tattoos. Uh, so uh, hit up your boy if you are interested in getting a tattoo and tell him that your man Cooper Trey sent you. All right, y'all. Uh, again, thank you for everyone listening all around the world. We yeah. love and respect y'all. Uh, until the next episode, well, I'll let you later. Peace. Peace.